Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I'm so proud to be working with Kills to bring you this season of Rain with Josh Smith. I created Rain to empower communities everywhere and start important conversations about equality. And Kills have been doing exactly that for more than 170 years. Not only do Kills make you feel like your best self with their award-winning apothecary skincare products, but they also support local communities through charity partnerships, literally changing lives. And in the spirit of feeling like our best selves, Kills have just added a new cream formulation of their best-selling midnight recovery oil. And trust me when I say you need this in your life. Say hello to the Midnight Recovery Omega Rich Cloud Cream, which will not only help your skin look plumped, nourished, and radiant, it will also empower you to feel fabulous and take on absolutely anything. It's available now at your nearest Kills store or on kills.co.uk. Hey, I'm Josh Smith and welcome to Rain, and I'm so glad you're here, babes. This podcast is all about opening up having important conversations and celebrating successes, as well as overcoming obstacles to reign over our own lives. I love to chat to people and I always find things in these conversations to take away and use in my own life. So I really hope you'll find the same as well. Welcome to Rain. In today's episode, we're joined by the new leading lady of Bridgerton, Simone Ashley. Simone first hit our screens in sex education as Olivia, a key member of Ruby's Untouchables clique, before going on to play Kate Sharma in fellow Netflix juggernaut, Bridgerton. Her on-screen love triangle and chemistry with Lord Bridgerton, played by Jonathan Bailey, had Lady Whistledown's quill quivering. And it had us all clutching our pearls too. Simone joins us from the floor of her LA hotel room where she tells me about the electric chemistry she shared with Jonathan and how their friendship helped one another during filming. She also talks about how the show's sex scenes empowered her, plus she gives some very juicy teasers of what she wants to see happen in season three. Simone also tells me about how landing the role of Kate helped her rebuild herself and her self-esteem following a tough period with her mental health and reflects on her own journey to the ton, which included moving to LA as a 15-year-old on her own. As you're about to hear, Simone is the queen of determination, and I really hope you'll be just as inspired by her drive as I was. Crowns at the ready, let's rain. Well, hello, babe. How are you? I'm... I'm um I'm everything at the moment. I'm super happy. <laughs> I'm exhausted in the best way possible. I'm very grateful. Um and just yeah, very excited. It's an incredibly exciting year. I mean, there's exciting years and there's being in the biggest TV show in basically the whole entire universe right now. Like it must have been 
A, the most amazing experience to film it, and then B, to then release it into the wild that is the public domain. What do you think's been the biggest pinch me WTF moment you've had in this process so far? Um, I think seeing the billboards in LA has been a really pinch me moment. And I think, you know, and maybe this is like the headstrong part of me, but there was a big part of me like, I'm just interested in the work and the craft and the scripts. And, you know, that's what's important to me. And I didn't Mm. like let anything else kind of like affect me. I did, but I was trying to be very modest in that sense. And then I got, I came to LA and there were billboards everywhere. And I was like, okay, now come on, Simone. Like, this is insane. Like, you can just (laughs) let go and enjoy this exciting moment. Um, and be so grateful for it. Um, I think, you know, it's been such a whirlwind. We, last year was one of the best years of my life. We filmed for 11 months on this season and from getting the job to them working with the incredible cast and crew and Charitha and Johnny and then rapping. I, it was just so emotional and such an incredible experience. And that was one thing. And then doing all the press and the press junkets leading up and learning, you know, the ropes of all of that side of it. And then now, as you said, releasing it and handing it over to the world, it's just been such a fun ride to, to join in on. And I'm just, yeah, it's, it's just so exciting. Um, I find it hard to articulate into words how it feels. I think the biggest pinch me moment was actually mm. amongst everything, Netflix and I and Versha Sharma from Teen Vogue, we did um, uh, a dinner together. We hosted a dinner and invited um, all of these gorgeous, amazing South Indian women and South Asian talent um, to just come together and kind of celebrate this moment. And that was overwhelming for me um just to receive such a warm response from the community and for everyone to just Mm. be so proud and so excited as I am um I yeah I I felt so it was like it was just yeah it was amazing I can't I still can't put it into words but just constantly grateful and constantly trying to just take it all in and I think when I'm on the plane tonight for eight hours I'll just be like kind of daydreaming about it and just yeah having a smile on my face so it's been wonderful because you've got to soak up those moments when they're right in front of you because you know what like to get to that position where you are right now it takes so much work so much gut so much determination so much rejection along the way right like yeah. you have to soak up those moments where you can and I think for you like it must have been such an almost like incredible experience stepping into this role on this massive show that has so much popularity, but then also you have to really dig deep to find your power in those situations. Did you have any self-doubt going into it? And how did you manage self-doubt? Going into it, I've I've always been quite strong in that sense throughout everything leading up to this moment in my career. I've always been such a dreamer and I've never allowed any inkling of self-doubt to kind of come into my mind or to feed into Mm. it. And I'd like to think that's what's led me to now. Um, I think um, I had shades of self-doubt when it came to stepping away from the character and then Mia Simone speaking to the press and with Johnny and Charitha and doing all the junkets and stuff. And I 
never in my life have I been in a position where I'm speaking about representing a minority of what we see on screen mm. and celebrating this moment. And I, I think because my whole life it's just always been so simple and perhaps quite naive to be like, well, yeah, of course I can be an actress. It doesn't matter what I look like or whether I'm a woman or a woman of colour. Of course, like, if I want something, I can go and get it. And then to kind of hit the reality of how how big of a shift it is in broadening this space, especially for South Asian women, and how, you know, how still we're so early within normalising all of this, I, I didn't have self-doubt, but it was a nervous, excited kind of feeling to put it into words and to kind of share that with the world. And I think that was a massive, like, educating point for me to really just listen to less of this and more of my heart and to really be like, mm. just be truthful with what you don't have to say what other people are saying or to sound a certain way or to say the right thing. Just speak from your heart. And that's what seems to resonate with people. And I think in any industry in this in this world and whatever we do, if we can speak the truth, then that's that's what's important. Um, and then I, I read somewhere once actually, if you speak the truth, you never have to remember anything, and which I guess translates into you don't have to think about it twice. You just say it, and it's so freeing and it's mm. so liberating. And I think that's one thing in the topic of self doubt that I've I've learned, like just you know find that feeling if you can't articulate into words just find that feeling where it feels so authentic and so wing spreading and that will just take you there yeah that's so special and I think as well if you've been so headstrong and you kind of haven't seen the hurdles that kind of been put in your way that's quite a freeing thing as well and I, I was just thinking back to the scene in episode one where Kate sits down with Lady Danbury and she talks about Edwina and she says she's had to work twice as hard as all the other girls to get to where she is. Have you felt that you've had to work twice as hard or has it been something you've kind of just been like, do you know what, I see these hurdles and I'm just going to use them to empower me? I think, yeah. I I, I guess I have had to work twice as hard. Um and maybe I haven't really said that enough to myself and like given myself a pat on the back for that. And I, I, I but for me, it's just always, I've always been like, well, I, I'm just like any other actress. I can do this. I can have a script being put in front of me and bring a character to life. And I'm smart and got creative ideas and I can do this. And I, but I think, yeah, as a woman and a woman of color, you do have to work harder and, yeah, that, I think it's amazing that you've re related that to that scene because I remember sitting with Adjua talking about that scene and she, for one, was saying, you know, we're doing this for the people. Like, there's so much truth within the scene that resonates to modern day that, yeah, we are working twice as hard. But you know what? Like, I would do it again. It's, it's the most rewarding feeling. And, you know, I hope the goal is that one day it is just completely normalized and it's there's a sense of mm. ease for women of all heritages and cultures to have doors open for them but um i i'd like to think i'm a bit of a fighter in that sense and i um yeah um it's a nice feeling to just push through and to have your dreams achieved no matter what the hurdles are mm. um mm. yeah and i think it's always good to just you know in moments like these i'm so grateful and so 
like excited about everything that's happening but it's it's also important to reflect and to look back and yeah like there there were many years I was working in a frozen yogurt shop and waitressing and I wasn't getting jobs and I was being rejected and I was auditioning and auditioning and learning um so yeah I think all of us in whatever industry we choose we all do the hustle and we all do the grind and it's good to yeah to be proud of that and to acknowledge that for sure Mm. In those moments when you were working in the frozen yogurt shop, where did you find your resilience to keep going, to keep getting up every day and being like, do you know what? I've got faith in myself to do it. Where did you find that resilience? And did you ever doubt that resilience at any point and think, oh, do you know what? It's just going to be easier if if I just chuck this in and just do something else. Well, no, I think I just had this crazy sense of, well, it's going to happen. Like, it's written. Like, I just... I just couldn't, it was like the sky is blue, like it was like a fact to me and I just never ever ever let myself have a plan B or like a oh like Mm. maybe I should just try something else like oh like I just I think I can be quite I'm just very driven I guess and I just didn't ever want to look back and have any form of regret. I think um, I just shut away any any inkling or any slight seed of doubt in that sense. And I just, you know, I um, I started out quite young and I was like, well, you're 20 working in a yogurt shop. Like it's not, you, you know, you've got so much time ahead mm. of you and so much freedom right now. Just keep going and go for it. Um, yeah, I think I, yeah very crazy and kind of scary sense of no doubt in that sense but in a good way scary and I think um yeah I'd like to, I'd like to continue to have that I think as we gain more experience in life and go through the years I think it is easy to kind of get knocked down and feel a bit oh like maybe this will be easier or this will be safer or I don't want to go through that again but I um I try to keep that kind of like innocence to me I, I guess of just like mm. it's fine anything is possible um and I'll, I'll give it the best shot I've got I just live for your determination I think that if you could like packet that determination and give it out to people it should be like on prescription or something because it's so amazing when I was researching oh. to do this interview I saw the clip when you were on Jimmy Fallon and you said about how you moved to LA when you were like 15 16 and you took yourself away from home you're like I'm doing it. Like, that is headstrong by definition. And and to not be scared, because I think so many things we do in our life, we do because we operate from a place of fear and it stops us from doing so many things. But it feels like for you, you're literally like, I'm going to feel that fear and I'm going to do it anyway. Was that something you felt specifically in that moment when you decided to make that change and make that move? Um... I think I've always had a really deep love for adventure and I guess putting myself in just wild situations, not so much now because I'm, you know, working and I've got to be a bit more sensible. But um, I, I think I just, um, I, I, I was always just really curious about the world and I always got really lost in stories and movies or music and books and I, um, I didn't want it to remain there. I didn't want it to remain like a fictional fantasy. These worlds that I would get escape, that I would escape to. I wanted it to be my real life. I wanted to have adventures and to meet wonderful and weird people and just gain as much life experience as possible. Um, 
because I I didn't really do well in like educational institutes and schools and stuff I found it incredibly boring and I just um I've always been someone that's I might not be academic and be able to articulate things in the most intellectual way but I understand a feeling and I think I'm quite intuitive in that sense and I just go for it um yeah I don't know where it came from a lot of people ask me that and I don't know where it came I think I just really wanted to change my life and I, I no one else could do it for me like and I just thought well I don't want to look back and be like I should have done this or that I just want to give it a go now and um yeah um but it was it was wild I remember moving to LA and I didn't drive I got the bus everywhere which is just wild in LA it's just (laughs) huge and everyone drives here and it's just so easy to get lost and I just yeah I um yeah gosh really strange really different times actually so yeah to be here now and like be promoting the show and kind of feeling a bit more like an adult and being able to just drive around and take care of myself normally it's it's definitely an achievement compared to when I came out here when I was a teen um yeah what do you think that teenage you would say to you now if they were on this podcast interviewing you what do you think they would say to you they'd be like I knew I was right like God, like of course like they'd be like of course it happens because I just I was always such a daydreamer um have you ever had someone in your life or people in your life just uh, you know advise you from a sense of love or maybe from mm. another place and maybe be like oh maybe you should try this and maybe maybe this or I think actually it's better if you do this yeah and I don't know if you've ever felt this but I was always just like maybe it comes from a place of stubbornness but I've always been like mm, I think it might be better if I did it this way and my <laughs> way and you know I think I and I trust that instinct um and it may I may make mistakes and it may not be easy but you know, I'd, I'd rather give it a go than regret not giving it a go. Um, so yeah, I, I would say teenage me would be like, keep going, like, don't stop. <laughs> You've channeled that so well, and that resilience and that strength into Kate. And I think this is why this series is so great, is because of what you've managed to do with that character, the power you've been able to bring to the screen with her, but also the chemistry that you have with Jonathan Bailey's character is just so extraordinary to watch and it kind of jumps out the screen as well. And how amazing was it to explore that friendship and that chemistry that you had together? And how did you kind of lean on that friendship as well as the process of filming went on? Um, It was incredible. Um, It was an incredibly unique experience. And from the chemistry read, Johnny and I clicked immediately. And... um, I think we both really had such a deep understanding of these characters and what we wanted to explore within this love story and to explore intimacy in a more of a psychological sense. Mm. And um, I think, you know, Kate, she is quite an isolated person in the sense she's suffering from her own trauma of the loss of her father and she constantly puts... Edwina and her family first and that comes from a place of love and that was a a heartbeat I really wanted to continue throughout the series that influenced all of Kate's actions and intentions that she wants to do it for her sister she she wants to do the right thing for her family 
And that does, she kind of gets in the way of herself in that sense, because she's then being dishonest with herself in a way about her own feelings. And then she meets Anthony, who is a man of family, and he he's a protector and he is a leader. And Kate is that in a way, but Anthony really forces her to kind of surrender to that sense of community and family and belonging. And that's something I'm excited to explore in season three. But um, yeah, I think Johnny really encouraged that out of me as um, as a friend, as an actor, as Kate, um, to just like, come join us, come be a part of the family, come be a part of this community. You don't have to do it on your own so much mm. anymore. Um, and I think that really resonated with the chemistry of Kate and Anthony. Um, they're both very used to doing it on their own and maybe being slightly misunderstood. But then when they are on their own and they're with in each other's presence, they can be seen by someone and seen for who they really are. And it's not so feisty and brave and strong and headstrong. They're actually two incredibly vulnerable softies, for the, for a better word. Um, and they they really see that and have patience with each other in that sense. So, mm. yeah, it was a wonderful experience um, bringing these characters to life with Johnny. Um, yeah. Um, he would come up to me on set sometimes and be like, it's never going to be the same. Like, this is so unique. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. I think it was a really special experience for sure. Hey, babes, are you listening to this on your phone? Well, I'm going to do you a favour right now because you need one of PopSocket's genius phone accessories, which should completely change the way I use my phone. I've got their Pop Grip. It simply pops out the back of my phone and helps me hold my phone more comfortably and have a steady hand when recording those all-important Insta stories. I also switch up and use a pop mount to hold my phone and go hands-free when I record the podcast or nail those all-important self-timer group shots. They're also both super handy for propping up your phone when you're watching TV shows on the go too. Pop sockets have literally hundreds of designs which can be swapped out so you can never get bored. Plus, they've also recently launched pop cases with a movable grip which help keep your phone smash free. And if you're anything like me and you're clumsy AF, it's an absolute lifesaver. So if you're ready to make your life and holding your phone a whole lot easier, I've got a special 20% off code for UK listeners for any full price pop sockets product. Just visit go.popsockets.co.uk forward slash Josh Smith and enter the code RAIN20 at the checkout. And make sure you tag me in those all-important mirror selfies, babes. RAIN and Kills are both about empowering you to feel like your best self. And Kills' new Midnight Recovery Omega Rich Cloud Cream does exactly that. It's rich in omegas 3 and 6, which help replenish and rejuvenate skin and with it only taking seven nights to younger looking skin, I'll race you to that nearest Kills store, or you can shop on kills.co.uk. There must have been times when you had to do the really intense psychological intimate scenes and also the other intimate scenes that everyone's always obsessed with talking about, that where you must have been like, oh my God, I've actually just lost it here because this is actually just really hilarious that I'm actually seeing you in this way. Yeah, well, doing the intimate scenes. I yeah, mean, well, you must have been like, ah, this is hilarious. I mean, we we laughed. If there's a bloopers reel for the scenes with me and Johnny, I think, I don't know how long it could be, but we laughed 
all day long on that set, whether it was the intimacy scenes or not. But we had so much fun. And I think we were just both so focused and really wanted to do the characters justice and the, the this love story justice and tell it in such a truthful way. But yeah, you've got to have fun and you've got to laugh at the ridiculousness of it. Um, <laughs> but the intimacy scenes, we we really coordinated them in such a detailed way and made sure that everything had a meaning behind it and a thought behind mm. it and obviously then when it comes to the day it's just it's just bizarre and weird but we just get on with it and kind of had you know a glass of champagne at the end of the day and just you know kind of just raised the toast to it and just like cool we did it and you know we smashed it so. we got through it because i always remember talking to yeah Amy Lou Wood about this when she came on the podcast and she said to me about when she she found it so amazing there was intimacy coordinators and obviously there are on Bridgerton there are on Sex Education which she won as well and she said how empowering it was to actually film those scenes actually because she was so in control of what she could do did you feel that did you yeah. find it really empowering to actually do those things and do them on screen and also have control of your own body as well yeah, I think so. And I think um, I think there's much to be explored with Kate and Anthony. And I think that's something I'd like to see even more in season three. We have a moment in episode seven where Kate's the one to give consent. And she's like, mm. don't stop, don't stop. Translating to, I want this, I want this. Which is so powerful in itself. And especially that scene in episode seven. Um, it, it, it was incredibly empowering because... Kate really does take the reins in that sense and she knows what she wants and it was amazing to kind of represent that for women and to to, to tell that narrative um and then in episode eight you know she's the one to say like no come on pants on we've got to go outside now like she's in charge <laughs> yeah it's it's amazing um and yeah I think I'd like to explore that even more in season three I think I think it's important to see and you know, yeah, it is incredibly empowering because you feel so safe. And when you do feel safe and comfortable and confident, well, yeah, it breeds confidence. And, um, you, I, yeah, you feel so confident in in your body and in your spirit and what you want to share. And it's, it's a very vulnerable moment. Um, mm. And me and Johnny would say that to each other, like, you know, this is deeply vulnerable. And we're just so grateful that we can share it with one another and create this together in such a safe space. Um, yeah, it, it was incredibly empowering. I'd agree with Amy for sure. I love that. And one of the things that always gets me about Bridgerton, which I always think about and I place on, I kind of view it through a world of the world that we're still in, which is this idea of the marriage market, right? And I still think we still have this ridiculously yeah. outdated conception of this marriage market in our society. We're like, you're going to be married by this age, you're going to have kids by this age, you're going to be doing this. And then if you're not married by 30, everyone's like, oh, what are you thinking about doing, babe? Like there is still so much judgment around it. And especially yeah. when Lady Danbury says, oh, what's it like to be um, unmarried at like six and 20? She's yeah. like a spinster at 26. And you're like, this is so ridiculous. But it actually still happens in our own society. We still judge women in that way do you think it still is very much mm -hmm. reflected in our society from your own experience as well i mean i'm 27 now and if i'm being really honest 
I, I know I'm so young and that's what everyone tells me. And I, I am very aware I'm, I'm young and I've still got light years ahead of me to figure things like that out, that sense of, you know, finding a relationship and finding that sense of home mm. of what I want to do with my life and having a family. But yeah, I think it's such a human trait, I think, to yearn and to want that um, and to, to, to think about it. Um, and it's a scary thing. I, I've been single for, for a really long time now, for nearly three, four years. And yeah, I think it's a very human trait to wonder and to long for that. But I would say in like modern society, it definitely has changed. I think there is a narrative now that's being more normalized of women being able to do what they want, when they want, however old or young they are, in whatever career that they want, um, whether they want kids, whether they don't want kids, how, how they want to have kids, who they want to be with. Um, I think it, and it's almost being, it's almost unspoken of more now because mm. it's like, well, that's your choice. Um, and we don't need to, we, some, you know, if you want to share it, we, you can share it. But if you don't want to, that's also your choice as well. I think, yeah, I just think it's a very human thing to wonder about that. But I do think that the, the pressures of society have definitely evolved since the 18th century where you're considered a spinster at 26 <laughs> years old, which is just ridiculous. Which yeah. is, like, honestly, it's like you're laughable comedy. You're just getting comedy. started at 26. Yeah. Babe, I was literally like on the shelf for a very long time. Like I wasn't even like, I was like 30 and I was like, oh, maybe I should maybe get this relationship thing and go at this stage. It was like, is it for me? It might not be for me, but like, it's all about like, we've been raised on that sort of like Destiny's Child, independent woman energy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we do it for ourselves first and the rest of it can then slot yeah. in afterwards. Thank you very much. Exactly. Pay my telephone bills. <laughs> <laughs> still paying my own telephone bills unfortunately and it's going up yeah. by the day um, <laughs> uh, but it's so interesting though because like there is this still so much prevalent sexism in our society which is seen in everyday culture continuously all the bloody time and I thought about this in Kate because she's so like strong at points and she doesn't actually overly go out of her way to be likeable to the rest of the side. She's like, do you know what? I know myself. I don't need to be doing this. And I saw this just before I came on this, actually, I was on Instagram. I saw this thing where someone wrote, is she being rude or have you been socially conditioned into believing women should be warm, positive and friendly at all times? And we are uncomfortable when they don't adhere to that behavior. And I was like, that is the tea. I love that. That is the that tea, is isn't That is the tea. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I yeah. haven't seen that. I mean. Babe, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Please send it to me. Yeah. That's amazing. Because um, it's so true. Cause... I mean, thanks to whoever wrote that. Yeah. It is so true. I mean, and that is something with Kate that I, whenever I got the script, I would read it and I was always on her side because I'm just like, yeah, of course. She's a self-realized woman. She doesn't need to prove that to anyone. She doesn't need to perform it to anyone. And she's speaking the truth at the end of the day and people don't like to hear the truth especially the men of this era mm -hmm. they want someone to you know really blow it up their bottoms for another word <laughs> and, you know make them feel like you know they're this you know um you know there to like get the debutante and Kate's just like over it and but I mean it's a two-hander because she she does have that fierceness to her that I love and adore 
but she is human at the end of the day. And I think she comes, we first meet her and she's all about marrying off Edwina. And I think she enjoys having that project to help her become the best diamond, to be the diamond, the best version of herself and find love. And you see Kate's like got her hair scraped back. She's not wearing makeup. She's very conservatively dressed with conservative colors. Mm-hmm. And then the more she starts letting go, like the hair comes down and she's wearing, you know, like a, a lip color and more colorful dresses and stuff. And you see, you know, that inside there is still a person that does want love, does want someone to be there for her, does want a partner and um, does want to be seen and has a lot of love to give as well. And um, yeah, I think self, a self-realized woman is the way that I would like to describe Kate. And I don't think she's ever had to prove herself. And that was something I really stuck with when approaching scenes that I didn't have to prove her, her, um, her intelligence or her strength. It kind of it, just being there and being present with her and her present, her, her spiritual presence was enough. Um, I think it was obvious and evident to see it was a, it was a woman that was just there to, to love and protect her family. And then along comes Anthony. And then things kind of change a bit. Yeah, to shake up that cocktail <laughs> and spice mm, things exactly. up. Exactly, shake it up. <laughs> Have you ever felt a pressure to perform in a certain way to be accepted by society or what is expected of you in, in inverted commas? Yeah, I think so. Um yeah, but I, but that, but it, then it's also about who you surround yourself with, and mm. luckily I I've surrounded myself with wonderful friends and family and people I work with who are just as weird and wonderful as I can be, and don't want to fit into society's, um, you know, um, society's just people that are just so accepting, um, and understand that we are all human and no matter what gender we are or race like it doesn't matter we can relate to one another and um yeah so I think yes and maybe when I was younger I I I did feel a sense of that but I'd like to think now it's just about who I surround myself with and that's with people that I feel safe with to be myself and Mm. I can accept them as much as they accept me that's what formative relationships are all about right like you can go like be it friendships, family, friends, whoever it is, those formative relationships can really teach you so much about yourself and also the way that you perceive the world too, right? Like what have been some sort of formative relationships or friendships that you formed that have really taught you something about yourself? I think I, I love surrounding myself with people that just have really wonderful values that come from a good heart and people that prioritize things that I like to prioritize. And that is um, learning about the world around me and creating and um, wanting to uplift others. Um, I think um, we, we live in a world where, especially with social media, we are encouraged to judge and we are encouraged to maybe speak negatively about people as a way to make us feel safer. Um, so I, I like to surround myself with people that encourage me to see the best in others because mm. that encourages you to see the best in yourself. Um, so yeah, just um, people, I, I like to surround myself with people that tend to, to are really exp- good at um, 
exercising taking care of yourself because therefore you can then spread that out to the people around you I, I've said this before I think but I, I, I always say like the heart's like a house and it's up to us to clean up our dirty rooms and sort our own house out you can't get someone else to come in and clean it for you and then when you've done the work you can then invite people in and have a house party or like, you know, have someone come <laughs> over and stay and like let them in. And you can do the same vice versa. Um, so yeah, my friends, if anything, they encourage me to do, to take care of me and to just, just do you, Simone, just focus on you, focus on your own path. And then when you're with us, you can just be yourself and share that with us. Um, that's something I've been learning a lot is to, to not be afraid to share more with my mm. friends and family to belong and to be there I, and to not have to do it on my own so much mm. that is so special because I think that self-work is really is the most empowering thing you can do and I think in the last like yeah. two years that we've all been through this collective strange ass time like and then you've also mm. gone through so much change in your life as well like with winning this really big role filming this really big role and going through that and actually sharing and being open and honest about how we're feeling internally is become more important than ever and also more accepted than ever. Everyone's willing to yeah. hear about it. Everyone wants to talk about it in a way that wasn't really yeah. there before. How do you think your own relationship with mental health has changed? And how's it developed, would you say? It's changed so much. I, um, I think there was a period of time... Um, I was actually going through a breakup, um, 2019 to 2020, 21, just before I got Bridgerton. And I, um, I wasn't taking care of myself. I was being so hard on myself. Mm. I was running away from sitting with uncomfortable feelings and postponing that and really, really, um, putting up a wall to accepting change and just because I I've always been so fearless and brave in that sense Mm. but it was something in my life that really really hit me and you know I I I wasn't accepting change and accepting how to work on myself and to love myself and then um I think actually getting Bridgerton changed that for me because I was like well if not for myself I've got to do it for my work at least Mm. and you know because I I wouldn't I I don't want anything to stop me from achieving my dreams or being good at my job I've worked so hard up until this moment and now I I'm so I am proud of myself because I am I do take care of myself in in all ways possible whether it's okay I need a day on my own to just sit with my thoughts and do Mm. my work or today I'm going to just go on a hike with a friend and that that self-care just to get out of my head and be present and enjoy my my life outside of work with my friends um I'm constantly practicing gratitude at the moment I was in my car the other day just driving and just talking to myself like you've got great family Simone you've got great friends got good people around you um you've worked so hard to get here just be happy with this for now stop thinking like light years ahead Mm. what about this what if I need this what if that doesn't happen because that's all your ego and I think especially in this industry it's really important to check yourself and to check your ego and to be like well it's a job and I've got this and I've got all these other amazing things in my life how about I just be grateful for what I have right now and stop wanting other things or looking at other things um and that's a very human trait to have but I think self-care for me has just been 
you know, all the, uh, there's all the methods like, you know, exercising, drinking lots of water, mm. eating well, making sure I let my hair down and have a drink and have a party, all of those things. But also to just kind of surrender to a moment and be present and be like, well, I'm here now and I'm just going to enjoy however I'm feeling right now and I'm getting through it. And I got through a really hard time in my life and I'm here now and I'm, you know, whatever life throws at me, it could be shit, it could be great, but I've got this. And I think that's something we should all practice, just being like, I've got this, it's fine. It might be weird, it might be uncomfortable, but we've got this. You have so got this. Like, you, like, it's so amazing (laughs) to, like, see you, like, being so inside your power. Like... I know that's such an, it's such an extreme yeah. statement, but it's like, it's so amazing. And I mean, this is what this podcast is all about. It's about celebrating people stepping into their power, running over their lives, wearing that crown with pride, honey, which you're doing. And it's, yeah. it's such an amazing yeah. part to get to this point in your oh, life where gosh. you can actually say it. Because we don't give ourselves that moment to be mm-hmm. like, do you know what? I've actually done it. And like, that's such an incredible yeah. position to get to in life. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I, yeah, aw, emotional, it's, it's a nice feeling, and it's a liberating feeling, and it's it's very mm. freeing, um, but it's a scary, nice feeling to do, to, to put on that crown and be like, yeah, like, I've got this, and I've earned it, and, you know, it's it's easy to, to say it about other people, like, yes, you're a queen, you're amazing, you've got this, but what is it? Like, why can't we say it to ourselves enough? And I think... Um, there is some there's so much power within that um loving yourself and putting that crown on so yeah i'm going to take that analogy away today actually and think yes next time next you time take I that analogy. boost myself I'll, I'll think about yeah <laughs> definitely do i mean babe it's so amazing talking to you and i can't believe we're already coming to the end of the episode ah! because i mean I we know. could go on and on and on but we always end on one Final question that always is in the rain of your life, what is the one rule you always live by? What's that one rule? No regrets, just go for it. Just say yes and just go for it. And if it, if it works out, amazing. And if not, just try again, try, try, try a different way. I love that. I feel like everything you've done is kind of ignored the risk of failure. Like everything you talked about today, like yeah. moving, doing these things, you're just like, oh, I'm just going to part failure over there and I'll pretend it doesn't even exist. And then that's actually a very healthy way yeah. of viewing it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Simone Ashley, the queen of no regrets. That is your title. Yeah. Aw, <laughs> thanks, Josh. And honestly, this is, it's amazing. This whole podcast that you you host, truly, it's it's so empowering and it's, it's, it's so amazing to have this space where... We can listen to others um, and also for me to be in a position to just share share my journey with you. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure, really. Oh my God, babes, you're making me emotional. <laughs> like, honestly, honestly, we're just picking ourselves up now. I'm loving it. Honestly, thank you so much. That really means like, like No, honestly, you're so great. No, no you're, you're, so you're great. No, you're better, babe. Your crown's better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me for another amazing episode of Rain. I really hope you found something to take away from this episode. And if you have, let me know. You can always get me on socials at Josh Smith Hosts. I love to hear from you. 
And as always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please like, rate, subscribe, or follow wherever you get your podcasts from. And more importantly, please share this with someone you think needs to hear it. Let's get those convos going and I'll see you next time. Hi babes, me again. Just wanted to tell you about something very exciting. I can't believe I'm about to tell you this, but I've written a book and it's called Great Chat. As you know, I love to chat, plot spoiler, and I love talking to people about their lives because as I always say, talking and listening is so powerful. The book is all about how you can master conversation and transform your life just like it has for me. I've used my experience from all the amazing interviews I've been lucky enough to do as well as a load of research to help you deal with everything from making new friends to embracing difficult discussions. Great chat should never be underestimated. It can truly improve your well-being, allow you to create the life you want and bring the connections you are so deserving of, babes. You can pre-order Great Chat today in hardback, ebook, and audiobook, read by me, no less, and it's out on the 20th of June.